Drinks After Work with your hosts, Shannon and Abby, where we give you that after work happy hour energy and talk about everything and anything under the sun other than work, baby. Woo! Welcome back to episode 19. 19! Yes. Um, if you're new here, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. And on TikTok, it's at drinksafterwork no underscore. And if you're a Boston baddie, join our private Facebook group. Link in bio. And if you're from Boston, but you're not sure if you're a baddie, still join. Yeah, still join. You'll know if we accept you or not. Just kidding. We accept everyone as long as you're a girl. <laughs> as long as you're a girl. Um, <laughs> Our uh, guy friends have tried to sneak in. Yeah. Um, a few of them have worn disguises and posted pictures of themselves, like trying to look super girly. And it's yeah. just, it. nothing gets by us. <laughs> nope. We're catching on. Um, <laughs> Also, just one more shameless plug for our merch. Um, if you guys haven't yet shopped our merch line, link again in bio. Um, we decided, uh, we just had so much fun with our merch giveaway that we did a couple weeks ago that we're going to do another one. Yeah, we're going to do another one. Um, we're super excited for you guys um, to, to be a part of it. So we're 53 followers away from 2,000 followers on Instagram. That's insane. Yeah, I know. Because I remember, like, so for people that listening to this, they might be like, that's not a big deal at all. But to us, it is a big is. deal. Because yeah. I remember last June when Abby and I first decided to start this Instagram. Or maybe it was like July. June, July. Yeah, and we would like dream of getting to like 100 followers. And then yeah. I remember when we got to 100, we were like, oh my gosh, like let's try to get to 200. And it was so exciting every single time we saw someone follow us. And I know. And then I remember like getting to 500 and 1,000. And now we're just like, okay, like 2,000, that's so exciting. So yeah. we wanted to have a little um, giveaway once we hit that. Yeah, so once we hit 2K, um, we will announce the merch giveaway. So make sure you tell your friends to tell their friends to follow us on mm -hmm. Instagram literally takes two seconds um, yes <laughs> but yeah we don't ask for much yeah exactly so follow us and then um just keep your eyes peeled over the next um, few weeks whenever we hit it we'll be um probably going to be dropping something on our feed about what the giveaway is and instructions on it so stay tuned yeah all right let's dive into drunk deeds let's just dive in yeah let's do we, it um first wanted to just quickly take a moment to pay our respects um a couple days ago um, Earl Simmons, aka DMX, passed away. Yeah. Which is really sad to hear. He was a really popular rapper in the late 90s. So I, I know I'm a 95 baby. Where are you 94? Are you 95? 95. You're 95, yeah. So I don't know what majority of our audience, I know some of them are probably still 90s babies. So you guys probably know who we're talking about. But he did die late of last week. Um, he died at the age of 50 um, after a drug overdose. And I know he had a week-long battle um, in a vegetative state. Um, and I, I know he he had, he had a hard life. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely was. He was someone that, um, you know, suffered a really hard life. Um, but I think he just brought so much joy to so many people I remember in high school just mm -hmm. um me and my friends like absolutely just loving everything that he would put out like we'd play party up in here like in class yeah. um where the hood at that was another yes banger. yes so he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people which um is obviously something to to be proud of so definitely thoughts and prayers go out to his loved ones and his family and um his fans. yes absolutely um so yeah we just figured we would we would mention that and just pay our respects in that way um next update we had and this is a little this one is interesting because it's not something that necessarily just happened but something i really didn't know a lot about so 
This past week, um, Holly Madison um, came out with a bunch of information um, about her time at the Playboy Mansion. If those of you that don't know Holly Madison, she was one of like the main um, one of the main bunnies, exactly. So she went on um, Call Her Daddy the podcast, and she really opened up. She was one of the girls that did not sign any sort of like NDA or anything like that, so she was able to kind of speak freely about her experience there. Basically, she she talked about a bunch of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Some of it was really disturbing. Some of it was more just funny. Um, I think it opened up like a can of worms of like drama between the bunnies. But I was listening to it, and I think the biggest thing that really just hit me was the fact that I feel like in the early 2000s, we like glamorized or like at least mainstream media kind of like glamorized the whole idea of like, oh, living in the Playboy Mansion and just like half like Hugh Hefner and his girls. Yeah. But like no one ever like took a second to be like, wow, like maybe this is kind of messed up what's happening here. Yeah. I think like you're so right. Cause I thought that like, that was so cool. Like when I was younger, I was like, oh, that's sick. Like all these girls get to live in this mansion. Yeah. And they go shopping cool and get like, and stuff. yes. But it's actually sad. If you guys listen to the interview that she did with um, Alex Cooper, it's actually really sad because I mean, there was a point in um, Holly's time in the mansion where she did end up being Hugh Hefner's uh, like, like main girlfriend main girl. And, but like, and you would think that that's, like something to go after, but actually all of the girls in the house did not want to be the main girlfriend because that meant sleeping in his bed with him every single night. And no one wanted to do that. Uh, Another thing like that was crazy. So she basically recounts her time, um, you know, as a bunny, she was there for years and years, but she was 22 years old when she first went there. And I feel like that just like struck a chord with me because I mean, we're not that much older than that, but 22 feels so young still. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these girls, they were like in their super early twenties. And, I just can't imagine, like, she talked about coming kind of from nothing. She was, um, you know, trying to become an actress. She didn't really have, you know, anything, like, else in this world. And she was, like, in my mind, like, this was my only opportunity. Like, this is, like, my only option. And she talked about, like, the first night she went out with them and, like, staying over and, like, all the mess up stuff, like, really disturbing stuff that they ended up having to do. And she was just, like, I was so uncomfortable by the experience, but I I stayed around because, in my mind, I didn't want to have, like, you know, push my boundaries and like done all these things and have it be for nothing. So I stuck around, which is just like so sad to me. And she talked about like love bombing and Stockholm syndrome, like a lot of like very real things that affect girls from like a mental health perspective. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I thought I was in love with this man and I actually wasn't. And I was being manipulated. Like they had a a 9 p.m. curfew at the house and there was just like all these going out to parties. Like right. They weren't at a party with him that they had to be in the house by 9 p.m. Exactly. And like they talk like there was a 9 p.m. curfew if they weren't going out to parties. There was all these like crazy rules. Um, the girls would all fight and yeah, he you, would he would like manipulate me. them. Yeah. He would like because manipulate them into thinking that like the issue was with each other, not the fact that they were all dating like an 80 year old and they were 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? So something that struck out to me in the interview with Alex was that she said basically all the girls in the house would get a weekly allowance of a thousand dollars every single week and it was strictly um like for spending money on clothes because he was like all right you guys need to look good at all the events that you guys go to like with me so here's a weekly allowance you are to only use it on clothes and like accessories and like things to make their appearance look better and girls in the house would literally so like I guess like Holly said that um some girls would like try to like sneak 
like saving money, but that was extremely frowned upon because girls were saving money to try to leave the mansion because they didn't want to be in this life yes. anymore. But then they had nowhere else to go. But, exactly. And then girls would rat on each other. Mm-hmm. But they would like all try to like mess each other up and stuff. Like, was- they'd be like, they would literally snitch on each other and be like, oh, like sh- she didn't have a new outfit like this week. Like she must not have used her allowance. Like, yeah. And then I just think that's like, you would think that since all the girls are in the same situation, like they would be like, there for each other yeah and no. that was not the case it, it was like part like of the hell it was also crazy too because she talked about it and she was like when i first was introduced to the playboy mansion it was very glamorized like all the girls when they talked to me they spoke so highly of hef like he seemed like the nicest guy his friends spoke so highly of him so we just felt like this very successful man who was obviously older but successful everyone loved him he was a good person like that was always like the resounding idea like oh he's a good guy he's a good guy but she was like is he a good guy though to like manipulate all these young girls who probably don't really know better into this relationship and it's like a classic example of okay you get to you know you know go there and get all these clothes live in this beautiful mansion and like he'd buy if like he'd pay for like their plastic surgery they'd look however Mm -hmm. they wanted to look or however he wanted them to look for like blonde exactly they were all platinum blonde fake boobs like but it was also like at what cost you know what i mean and i think when i was listening to the interview it actually just made me really sad because um i was thinking back to it and i was just in my head like when you when you think about those times like even still to this day people are like oh yeah like hugh hefner he's the man he's so cool oh yeah the playboy bunnies feel like it was these girls who were in their you know, early twenties and everyone just kind of thought of them as like, Oh, like these bimbos that are dating this eight year old dude. And they're the playboy bunnies. They get to go to these fun parties and that's kind of it. And it's like this glamorized lifestyle. But looking back now, it just kind of makes me so sad because these girls were in a sense taken advantage of, and they were super young. They like were barely adults and they were kind of dehumanized. It's like, Oh, they're just the playboy bunnies. Yeah. Like they knew what they were getting themselves into, but it's like, did they like, should anyone have to go through that? Probably not because it was so like hush hush. Like, I feel like, like you said, like she was the only one that didn't sign an NDA. Mm -hmm. So obviously like, you can't like ask the girls like how things are going on the inside. If you're like, if you're an outsider, like they're just going to lie to you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But I guess like, the whole interview with Call Her Daddy like stirred the pot and like Kendra Wilk I don't know if, <laughs> Wilkinson 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 um who was also a Playboy Bunny um she like responded to Holly's interview and was like dude it's 2021 times have changed I forgive and have kids to love and focus on and I guess like Crystal so <laughs> I'm literally so like detached from like mainstream media like I didn't even know Hugh Hefner died I guess he died in like <laughs> what <laughs> I guess he died in 2017 at the age of 91 like I didn't know that I mean, it's it's, but, it's utterly shocking <laughs> <laughs> I mean I just like don't care but no I know I just felt like I remember the moment when he died and everyone was like oh my god really? Hugh Hefner like I can't believe this and everyone was like putting the tributes up on Instagram they're like he was the man like whatever really yeah oh, okay well, so I guess Crystal, I do know her last name. I actually don't. Crystal, Hefner. Oh, true, 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 true. Okay, Crystal. <laughs> Crystal Hefner married him five years before his death so yes. in 2012. And I guess like Crystal's like taking sides with Kendra. So like, I just think it's, I would love, to, I, and again, there's two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. There's Kendra's story, Holly's story, uh, crystal story hugh hefner story and then there's the truth and like we're never gonna know but like no i think like the main takeaway is that like you never know like what's going on 
in someone's life or in oh, yeah. someone's situation. Like from the outside, it can look like everything's perfect and like glamorous, but really like it right. sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, and a lot of the girls said they were like, um, because basically this this interview came out and a lot of the girls were kind of like, why is she talking so badly about Hef? Like he gave us all this opportunity. We all have, they, they all met like pro athletes. They all signed book deals. Like they all have all this stuff going for them because of him. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there is like a level of like trauma that could come, or, come along with a relationship like that. So I feel like it's kind of like a, a give and take, right? So Absolutely. it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what, what else we got? All right, next on Drunk Deets. So Bad Baby, a.k.a. Catch Me Outside Girl, a.k.a. Danielle Bergoli. So she was the girl who was on Dr. Phil. Did you see that? Do you know who she is? Yeah, I, like, tried to avoid that at all costs because I hated that whole era where everyone was like, catch me outside. I but that. Yeah. Yeah, it, was it wasn't super cringy, not what I wanted. <laughs> super, super cringy. But she's been making a lot of headlines this week. So mm-hmm. originally when I had saw this, so basically I guess, like, I'm, I'm not even going to dive into it because it's honestly sad and you guys can, like, do your own research. But basically, like, when she was on Dr. Phil, like seeing him for help for her very, very bad behavior, um, she was sent to like a therapeutic boarding school and mm-hmm. it was called Turnabout Ranch. And like basically like I guess she recently like just dished all about like all like allegations of abuse that she faced there. Oh my gosh. And I honestly believe it because I've seen like a lot of other like similar like branches that do the same thing and like people like like there's netflix documentary so i i honestly believe it um that she probably endured a like emotional and physical trauma while there but so that was like i saw that in headlines and then i started doing more research on her because i was like you know where what has she been doing since dr phil like where is she now like other than her like one hit wonder gucci flip-flops what is she doing (laughs) have you heard it no. Oh, it's a banger. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's a banger. I mean, uh, no. I probably have heard it. I just don't know the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's so catchy. I, you can love her or hate her, but, you know, you can't deny that your head starts to bob when you hear it. <laughs> you get, like, a little fuzz fist pump going and you can't stop. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll give her that. But, okay, so the main point is that she recently turned 18, which okay. is, like, still wild to me. I didn't realize that she was that young. So mm-hmm. she turned 18 a couple a week or two ago and I guess before she turned 18 she told like all of her fans that when she did turn 18 that she would create an OnlyFans Mm -hmm. because you have to be the minimum age is 18 okay to join OnlyFans so she held up her end of the bargain and she made an OnlyFans this past April 1st and within her first six hours of having OnlyFans she made over a million dollars wow which I guess is like a record or something like she broke um you can buy her subscription for twenty three ninety nine per month, which is kind of a lot. Like I, um, unfortunately, like I thought about subscribing for research purposes, <laughs> but I was like, you're not worth $23. Sorry. Um, she currently has 33 posts and she said that she will not be posting any nude or sexually explicit content. So is it just her like talking and stuff? I don't know i wouldn't know i can't confirm or deny that she's not posting that stuff because it's illegal to like leak someone's only fans and mm-hmm. i'm not paying 24 dollars a month to find out yeah true <laughs> interesting I, it, so basically like her joining it and i guess when she released i guess it was like at midnight that she released and like people ran to to join and mm-hmm. to subscribe her to her only fans and i just think it's kind of weird like how many people were like anticipating her turning of legal age yeah to make an OnlyFans 
Like it's it's a little creepy. Yeah, I agree. So people are saying like, oh, like should should OnlyFans have like a twenty one plus minimum age? Yeah, I honestly think that a lot of things should have a twenty one plus age. <laughs> like even James Charles is under heat right now because he was like talking to people that were under eighteen, didn't mm-hmm. know, it was like flirty messages. He claimed that they said that they were 18. They claimed that they didn't say that. He put out an apology video. Right. But I just think it's this weird thing where it's like, oh, as soon as you're 18, everything's fine. And like I'm you're like, you're an adult. Who like, the hell decided that? Like, yeah. when I was 18, I definitely was not making smart decisions or nope. rational decisions. I was definitely a freshman in college. I definitely don't think I definitely look back at some of those days and I'm like what was wrong with me and I think it's just like your brain is not fully developed as an 18 year old it's not it's till not. Like, I don't know I always wonder this if we were um if they moved like college back to when you were like 24 do you think it would be as crazy as it was because I feel like that's a good question you know I was thinking that because I was like maybe it would be as crazy because you're still like it's your first time out of your parents house and you're still like going wild but there's a part of me that's like would, would your you, brain would you start have to access to 24 year old money um because that would change things true but like because a lot of there's a lot of college kids that are struggling broke college kids and like are just like working part-time jobs to like afford alcohol but like a 24 year old with 24 year old money in college would be dangerous. I guess more I guess I'm more so thinking of like just setting back the time so let's say high school went until you were like 23 and you're still living in your parents oh, house okay. just fully from like how your like your brain is and like your body is developed I almost feel like people would be less crazy because they'd be more tired the and hangovers. yes the hangovers would be worse so and bad. I feel like they would just be I don't know I, I just I think you reach a point in your life where like your brain all of a sudden wakes up and it's like, wait, what the hell was I just doing? Like, why would I do that? And I think when you're 18, you just don't think that way. You don't, yeah. ha- you don't think with any like sort of repercussions. So I think like the whole idea of like, oh, the clock strikes midnight and now you're an adult. That's just so bizarre to me. Right. Honestly, like I think the voting age should be higher, way higher. I think uh, getting a license should be higher. I literally within the first two years of my license, I like, between 16 and 18, I crashed. I totaled two cars. Yeah. Because I was stupid and thought speeding was cool. And like, <laughs> I thought I was cool. I had a need for speed. Oh, the <laughs> amount of times. No, not only had I, did I have a speeding problem, but I had a tailgating problem. Like you I had was, a tailgating problem. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How was it before? Cause I would love to know even these days, like we're in the car together and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is it. This is got it. This is it. Okay. Well, 16, 17, 18 year old me literally had people Worse? call the cops on me oh for tailgate. I remember one time I literally got home and there was a cop waiting in our driveway because like three people called the cops on me. Three people. <laughs> I think like probably if like one person called, they'd be like, okay, fine. It's just an angry person. But like more than one person called in my journey home. So, and you were just like it was a regular drive for you. I don't know. I think I had anger management back then. <laughs> Am I being honest? I think I just like was an angry teenager. You're just like an angry. Like, I was just angry at life and just taking it on. Did you go through like the drivers. emo stage everyone went through? Uh, you know that's coming back. Yeah, like people in high school, like that's that that phase is like a thing again. Like the whole like goth emo like vibe, or like I don't know if it's punk or emo. Or something. A little like, bit of both. A little bit of both. I don't really... Uh, that sucks. I hate that for them. Um, but <laughs> to dial it back. To dial it back. To dial it back. We digress. I don't think 
I honestly don't think it'd be a horrible idea to make OnlyFans 21 plus. Yeah, I think that if you're going to make any decision that could permanently affect your life and have things and out future, there and your future and your, future, your ability to get a job or whatever, um, yeah. I just, I don't think that decision should be made at 18. I think it needs to be way older than that. I'm, I'm talking like 25, like move it way, move it way back. <laughs> like you have no idea what you're doing. Like if I was judged for the decisions I made when I was 18 today like I probably wouldn't have a job or any friends you know what I mean I would same. I would be done so literally same you're so right I don't know oh my god imagine having like TikTok back then and the cringy TikToks we would have made no I think that sometimes today I'm like I'm so happy because I mean we have embarrassing photos out there from like Facebook and stuff yeah but but like they're just photos I archived imagine the ones on Insta. yeah like imagine remember when Vine was around mm-hmm I never posted on mine though. I posted like one no, you video, didn't. but it was like on a boat of like the the water. Oh, like okay. it wasn't embarrassing. But imagine if like you're one of those people that like, got really into Vine and like those videos are still out there somewhere. <laughs> I would I would die. Uh, I feel like people are gonna feel like that. Like people who are gonna have like kids someday, I feel like their kids are gonna find their like TikToks and be like, Why did you do yeah. this? <gasps> oh god. Okay, well, can someone take one for the team, please, and subscribe to Bad Baby and let us know if she is in fact posting wholesome family-friendly content yeah um or if she went it's against not. what she said i can't i guess she has 33 posts as of now and it's only been like two weeks so yeah Home girl is cranking those posts out cranking them out um okay so this past weekend abby and i mm-hmm. we we hung out so it was one of those rare days in april where it got to be like what 70 I think was, it was like I? 73, I think was the highest. 73? Yeah. Wow, that's actually kind of, that's kind of warm for the Northeast. Yeah, you're telling me, global warming, woo. So we had a little day, we went out, we did some day drinking. We were like per- mentally preparing for this for so long. Like I went to bed at 10 p.m. the night before because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make it all day. Same. I FaceTimed my mom and I was like, all right, like I'm going to bed early tonight. I need to, you know, I'm putting in like a double shift tomorrow. I have to... <laughs> aka bar hop I, have to, I was like i have to get my beauty sleep because or else i'm not gonna make it out um but we we went out and we did some hopping we went to where did we go we went to causeway we that's where we started um then we moseyed on to sons of boston gotta love it wait actually why do we, those are like not normal dave drinking <laughs> spots we went to like places people don't go to day drink yeah but honestly like it was underrated so because the environment like the atmosphere was fire the so music fun. was fire yeah like the service was good and like they were both busy and then we like ended the day at banners which is like typical of us yeah but, classic um yeah we had ourselves a day and then we got insomnia cookies <laughs> delivered yeah, you can't you can't have a something. bar hop without insomnia cookies spring has sprung and it's time for some spring cleaning yeah so we've said it before and we'll say it again spring has freaking sprung people the flowers are blooming the grass is growing and it's time to chop the weeds it is time for some spring if cleaning you know what we mean <laughs> uh but thanks to our sponsor manscape you can trim your holes safely and efficiently Yes. So Manscaped, they are the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming and they've forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. Abby. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the weed whacker? No. Well, have you ever been on a date with a guy and from literally across the table, you can just see nose hairs just sticking out of his nose? Actually, yeah, I have. And it's like the biggest turnoff and like makes me lose my appetite. I'm like, wait, like this dinner can end early because you don't groom your 
nostrils so i don't even want to know what's going on elsewhere guys think that we don't eat on dates because we're starting to stay skinny it's actually because we don't like to see your nose hairs sticking out but anyways we have a way to solve your problems it is called the weed whacker yes this weed whacker provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs oh my delicate areas no more gross nose hairs flying in the wind flying in the wind i love that it's amazing um so guys you're gonna head over to um, manscape.com they have a large array of products including the performance package which is in front of us right now they can get you looking nice and shiny and sparkly from head to toe so you're gonna go over there and you're gonna use code Big night for 20% off plus free shipping over at manscaped.com. Yes. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. Yes. They're going to be here to make sure that you're trimmed, smelling nice, and after a nice hot boy summer. Hot boy summer. Hot boy summer. So, men, do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. And, ladies, don't be afraid to pick this up for your man. He might be offended at the beginning, but after, he will thank you. (laughs) Yes, because happy wife is a happy life. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Manscaped. I don't know if everywhere in the, the world deals with this, but especially in Boston, those days in the spring where you have, like, a nice day where it's hits like 65 or 70 degrees all of a sudden all the biddies are out yeah and they're wearing sundresses and they're wearing tank tops and shorts and they're just like busting out all their nicest outfits and you're like where the hell have you guys been all winter yeah like literally you could not make a reservation anywhere because no. everyone and their mom was out and about this past weekend yes and it, like, you feel like you're in college again like that first nice weekend of the summer like you walk out and it's just herds of girls yeah just like 10 girls here six girls there and they're all just walking around and they're like dressed to the nines and it's like the same girls that have been wearing sweatpants all through the winter including myself so it's not coming for them (laughs) but like we were all just like shit all winter and then it's like all right it's 70 degrees out we're gonna put on makeup we're gonna put on a crop top and we're gonna hit the streets literally it's like the second it gets warm out people forget how to act and yeah just act up and like i swear to god it's probably i mean pros and cons but it's probably for the best that i don't live in a climate that it's always warm because i think i would my liver would be not okay. Yeah. But, but this is what I'm wondering though. Like, do you think for, like, I'd like to know, like in the Southern States or places where it's warm, like Arizona, is it crazy all the time or do people just get, kind of get used to it? Cause I kind of right. like the buzz in the air when yeah. it starts to get you warm in Boston it in the air. It's just different. Yes. People get excited and people are like, woo, woo, and you feel like you're in college <laughs> again and you wake up at like 7am and it's like, all right, we're going to get up at 7am. We're going to pregame in Southie. Then we're going to hit Lincoln. Then we're going to go to a rooftop bar. Then we're going to mm-hmm. go here, go there. And it's so fun. Cause it's like, we want to savor Every that day. second of warmth that we Because you never know when it's going to become friggin' 40 degrees again, which it did. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Today, I could see my breath in the air. I, I was know. like, okay, not, not what but I it want. Was, it was so nice leaving Sons of Boston at like, I think we left at like 7 p.m. And it was dark out or it was like just about getting dark. Mm-hmm. And we were in like tank tops and, and it was okay. Yeah. It like was I okay. wasn't like obviously like sweating, but I wasn't like freezing. Like I was like, okay I was comfortable and it just like the little things I feel like we take for granted and it's like when the air doesn't hurt you Mm-hmm. It's like a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling. When you can like walk out of a building and not have to put a jacket on and you feel like normal yeah. and you're like, wow, like this is, the, it's one of the, it's the little things. It is. However, those little things do come at a with, price. At, yeah. They come at a price. Do you think you're ready for what is it? Hot girl summer? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So what is like, okay. So I, I understand what hot girl summer is like conceptually, but I've kind of tried to ignore it because I hated the term and I thought it was stupid because people say it so much. Like, what is it? Is it just like, oh, like, I look hot in the summer? Is that what it is? Or just because of the song? 
You know, I don't know if that's a good question. I don't know if the song had anything to do. I don't know what came first, the song or the saying. But I think personally, I think Hot Girl Summer is more of a mentality mm-hmm. than it is like based off of looks. I kind of think it's like, all right, no, like leave your mans at home. The <laughs> girls are rallying. We're putting our phones on airplane mode. Don't try to get in contact because right. we are going out and showing boston that we are the boston baddies it's hot girl summer it's hot girl summer get out of our way okay i kind of like that i I take back what i said yes but i do think that there is also kind of like a tiny bit of emphasis on like the hot girl part and like i just think like prepping for hot girl summer is kind of like not fun yeah, it's like a lot of pressure. It is. Especially when you've like crawled out of the hole. Especially that is, coming out of quarantine. Yes. I'm like, okay, we, we were out this weekend and I was wearing like a tank top mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't even, I was like scared because I'm like my <laughs> arms, I was like, I don't want people to see my arms know, yet. Literally, I'm like, <laughs> I'm wearing a short sleeve today for those of you watching on YouTube and I'm like insecure about it because I'm not tan Because you're like pale and- I'm pale and you can see my alligator skin and I just like don't, I'm not, I don't love it. But- <laughs> But it's it's kicking me into overdrive because now I'm like, all right, well, now I need to get my summer bod in check because warm weather all the time is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Which is scary. It, it's scary. I'm excited, but I'm I'm also scared because I, I just, I don't want to watch what I eat anymore. Like, I don't want to, like, I, I feel like once it's warm, I'm like, oh, do I really want those French fries? Yeah, it's just like annoying. I think I'm over it. It's like moment on the lips, forever on the hips, and like <laughs> I don't want a lot on my hips when I'm wearing a bathing suit. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think that's I'm just over it. I can't. Like I remember last time we went to Miami, and I was talking to Janine, and I was like, I just like don't ever want to feel like it's just like annoying. It's like oh, like I, I like I don't want to eat this, and it's like that's it's just like stupid. Right? No, it's, it's just like annoys me. Stupid. I'm like I'm. Can this like be done now? I'm over it. I think it's, we have issues though, but I think like more people are just like clean eating now and like starting to exercise more, which I will hand it to myself. Like other than bar, like pure bar classes, I do exercise more in the summer just because I like to go, I like to go on runs. I like to rollerblade Mm -hmm. and I only do it when it's nice out. So it's easier to want to exercise. I feel like people in the South or on the West coast take it for granted. Right. Because- I don't want to go for a run. Like I literally will see people running outside when it's like 40, 40, 50 degrees out. Even yeah, 30 degree weathers. But like it needs to be at least 65 degrees and above for me, for to, me to run outside or rollerblade outside. I just, I can't bring myself to do it. But I just like also want to know like people in the South or the West Coast, like do you feel pressure to exercise all year round mm-hmm. and be in shape all year round right or is, like i kind of take comfort in the the winter right because i'm like oh i get to put on like six sweaters and like a blanket and yeah. no one has to know what i look like and like, i can just eat all the snacks in the world yeah it's like kind of fun it's like my hibernation time and then the summer i'm like oh shit all right i, I guess i'll like go for like a bike ride or I whatever know. but you're so right I, I think like you always see these girls in like miami or la and they're like omg just like got off with my trainer and now i'm gonna go grab like a green smoothie and whatever and it's like we only have to deal with that for three months but some girls have to deal with that all year round i i don't I think just, i'm made for that i don't think i'm made for it either and it's a lot of pressure like even right i just think like as a girl and this isn't to say that guys don't have their own stressors as well i just i've never been a guy so i don't i don't know but i think as a girl you just 
go through like so much pressure. Like everything about you has to be perfect. Like in the summer, you have to be tan. You have to make sure that your armpits are shaved and your pedicures are done. That your pedicures done. You have to make sure that your like legs aren't hairy, which is like so annoying because in the winter I can go like I can sneak in like a good like four or five days without shaving my legs, but not in the summer. Has to be like every day. And just like little things like that. I just think it's so much pressure on top of like all the other shit I have to do. You know? I can't relate to the legs things because I have this thing where if I can feel prickle in my sheets yeah, in yeah. bed, I'll literally, I can't sleep and I have to shower and shave my legs. So that's just a me problem. But yeah. I do agree that like, like having like, usually when I get pedicures in the winter, it's like few and far between. Cause I'm like, all right, well, no one's really looking at my toes. Mm-hmm. And if you are like, you're a freak, but in the summer and the spring, like you wear sandals. <laughs> you are your freak. You probably have a foot fetish. What are you looking at? Freak. And, and, in, and in that case, if you're a freak and you want to see my feet, sign in my DMs. We'll talk. Um, but the whole like having to be like tan all the time because like people are seeing your legs yeah like you're wearing like shorts or dresses or like whatever or you're wearing sh- like shirts that show your arms and like I want to be tan but it's so annoying having to either do self tanner or honestly on popular opinion I hate tanning outside I think it's annoying I don't like I don't find joy in like basking in the sun and sweating mm, no it's also just like, not great tan. like I wish I could just be tan you know yeah no, I 100% agree with you. You know what I was, like, thinking, too? What? So, like, this is, I mean, quarantine is still very much, like, a thing. But I think it's going to be interesting how this summer goes. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, the dating dynamic these days is just so peculiar. And I'm seeing, and, like, like correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, like, noticing, like, a trend towards kind of the girls being the players these days. Yeah. I don't uh, know, like, I've had multiple friends that I've been talking to over the past few weeks who have been like, yeah, like, I've been talking to this guy, like, we met on Hinge, or we met on Tinder, or I've been on a few dates with this guy, and they're just like, yeah, I'm just not really feeling it, I'm, like, weighing my options, and the guy's the one that's kind of, like, chasing chasing the girl, and, like, obsessed with her, and she's like, I don't know, I'm just, like, not really feeling it, and I feel like it always used to be the reverse, where a girl would be, like, so hung up on a guy, and maybe this is just my, my experience I've had, but I've had, like, this happen with a bunch of my friends lately and I'm like what is going on (laughs) so is I would love to know if TikTok is to thank for that because I'm not even kidding and I know you don't watch TikTok religiously like I do but there's like a literal like toxic talk like they literally call it like toxic it's called toxic to toxic talk where yeah there's like at least like a there's like a couple accounts that I can think of where like they literally dedicate their whole TikTok account to like training girls how to like play guys really yeah it's called so it's like advice about how to be toxic. Yeah, that's wicked funny. Like what? Like what world do we live in? I'm literally like thinking back to like all the times guys have played me, and I'm like, ha, I don't feel bad for you, but like for like a second, I'm like, <laughs> wait, no, like I kind of do feel bad, but the same because like watching it, like being in a, a happy relationship now, like I watch these toxic talk videos, and I'm like, <laughs> that's sad. Like just like be honest, like, and if they don't appreciate it, then move on to the next. But then do you like, ever like miss being toxic though? Do you miss the toxic days? <laughs> No, I'd be lying if I said n- no. Yeah, because everyone likes a little fight every now and then. Yeah, but no, no, definitely d- I can't. <laughs> no, no, I don't miss it. No, no. But I do. I do think that maybe social media is having a play, and like girls are starting to rally. And I do think that TikTok has like 
kind of created like a community where girls can like talk and like share experiences because like if you literally read the comment section on any of these tiktoks it's insane and like girls are just like telling their experiences and like uh, sharing their tips and stuff and i'm like yo girls are becoming unfuckable unfuckwithable yeah is that that word (laughs) no i know you you can't fuck with them now because they're learning how to fuck back fuck with you back <laughs> you're just like not saying things correctly i'm like so confused because <laughs> you're saying you like know? girls are like become like they're like it's like um the what is it the student has become the master i think yes. is what you're saying yes, yes. okay Th- that's what i'm saying in my words in, in my words you got me you got me you got me no no i completely agree with you i think that like i don't know just like i've noticed it recently where girls are just kind of like they're like kind of the players in the relationship and they're the ones with the roster. They're the ones going on dates with guys and they're kind of like, all right, like I don't really know if I'm interested in any of these people. And I kind of love it because I think for like most of the time, the guys kind of hold the ball in their court. And I kind of like to see the girls be like, you know what? And like you said, like sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, I kind of feel bad for that guy. But then I remembered that he's probably screwed over so many girls in his life. And I'm like, I don't feel bad for you at all. Nope, (laughs) nope, nope. So I think maybe TikTok could be the thing for that or- or, or, or hear me out, or, <laughs> or quarantine made girl made girls realize that they can survive on their own. Because for like a time in quarantine, like when like COVID was like real, real bad at the beginning, mm-hmm. like you literally would never see a stranger. Like you if wouldn't they were see in anyone. your immediate circle, like, like you would like talk to people on Hinge or Tinder, whatever it is. And, and you would never meet up with them. But I feel like now people are slowly starting to like meet Be- with like strangers again. Yeah. And like talk to people in public, but like, and you're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> but like back then, like at the beginning of quarantine, like you were straight up alone, and right. I feel like people, at least girls, maybe like have become comfortable with being alone. Yeah, that's actually a great point because that's that's like part of like my my group of friends that I was talking to because I was asking them, I was like, oh hey, like how how is like dating Ben? How has it been? You know, being single through quarantine, and they're like, honestly, in the beginning it was kind of lonely, but over the months I realized like I got into my routine and like my self-care and I get up early and I would you know journal and I go to the gym and I'd cook really healthy and like I started feeling really good about myself and I realized like I was okay being alone and I feel like when you kind of realize that about yourself and you take that time to be like hey like I'm happy with myself I'm happy with my life I have a you know a good job I like what I have going on I have good friends I feel like you can reach a point where you're like unless someone's really worth it I'm not gonna entertain I'm not gonna bring someone else into my life unlike unless they're really that great when and that might not be the case for everyone but just of the people I've talked to lately I think that it's kind of interesting because you spend all this time by yourself and all of a sudden you're not willing to settle because you're like I don't feel like I deserve to settle whereas before maybe if you were constantly going on like dates with guys and like looking for that fulfillment you'd be more willing to you know settle for the Southie douchebag or whoever (laughs) whoever it is that happens to they don't have to live in Southie but they probably do they probably do (laughs) sorry sorry oh it's so funny because uh my roommate is new to Boston okay and she's single and like kind of recently single and so like obviously she has me to like introduce her to people in the city but like she's new and like it's so funny because she's on on hinge I don't think she's on tinder but she's on hinge and like she'll be like showing me guys that she matches with and like I'll like go through their profile and I'll see that they live in in Boston I'm like no our south 
like South Boston. I'm like, no, nope. and she's like, what? And I'm like, just, just trust me on this. If he lives in Southie, he's not ready to stop being a fuck boy. So he, just he's please. not ready for a committed relationship. No. And she's like, how do you know that by where he like, but you're like, no, no, he, and I, I just know. <laughs> I just know. Trust me on this one. I know. It's so funny. And I'm like, no, we're just going to delete him. We're not going to, we're just not going to do that. I could be completely wrong about this, but actually I was talking to my sister about this yesterday and we were saying how like um murray hill is like the new york version of southie which i don't know if that's actually true so i'd love to talk to someone from new york if that's the case but like mm-hmm. of the times i've visited new york i feel like that's so true where they're like oh yeah all like the the southie douchebags it's like the murray <laughs> hill douchebags who like all work in finance it's like the exact same thing so oh, i feel like every city God. has like their southie <laughs> yeah 100 that's um, so interesting but honestly in all honesty i i think that it also goes back to like because I was like thinking about it, and I feel like as girls, we when you first meet a guy, like you build up this idea of him in your head, mm-hmm. and you're like in love with the idea of someone, not who they actually are. Yeah. So I feel like you might like meet a guy on a dating app, and especially because of you know quarantine and everything, you're spending more time talking online or on the app or whatever, and you're probably like building up the idea of this person where you're like, oh my gosh, he checks off all my boxes and he's amazing and blah, blah, blah. And then you meet him in person and like, he's not anywhere close to what he is in your head. Right. So it's probably just like such a letdown sometimes. Um, So I personally don't really have a lot of experience on dating apps mm-hmm. just because like the time that I was single in my life, like I just like, it's just like not me. It's, and I'm not to say I was never on it at one point, but like, it just wasn't my thing. But yeah. for my friends that have been on it, I remember kind of recently one of my friends was, talking to me about going on a hinge date and she was kind of like nervous about it. And she was like, well, I haven't really talked to him like that much. Like, I, I just don't know. And I, and she like showed me the conversation with him and I was like, well, you know, like, yeah, you're right. Like you guys haven't talked that much, but honestly it's probably best because the longer you talk to someone like on a dating app and you don't meet them, the longer you give yourself time to build this version of them in your head so true that's like not actually them because you haven't met them yet so Mm -hmm. you don't know so it's like the longer you go without meeting them the more like the more you're leading yourself up for disappointment when you do meet them because like you see pictures of them and like they may they may be better looking when you meet them in person but they also might not look like their pictures (laughs) like they might not be as good looking as their pictures that they posted but also like their personality and stuff like they they might they might be a horrible texter but they might be really good in person or vice versa Mm-hmm. so it's like it's honestly almost better and I told her I was like honestly I would just go for it like just go and like see how it is and she ended up having a great time but I was like see like if you gave yourself even more time you just would have been more disappointed I honestly think you're still right I think talking to a guy for like weeks and weeks and like even like months which that might be like a bit much I think it's mm-hmm. honestly like the kiss of death sometimes for a relationship yeah because you're gonna get to know them online and it's really going to be so different when you see them in person it's never going to be what you think it's going to be and it could be for better for worse or they could be funnier or taller or shorter like it doesn't matter but it's not going to be what you expect it's like when you read a book and And you're reading twilight and you have an idea of who edward cullen is and you watch the movie and you're like what the hell (laughs) am i watching it's the exact same thing like it's never going to be as good as what you worked up in your head so i think you're so right i think my advice is if you're on a dating app you meet a guy maybe you exchange a few sentences and you're like all right let's grab drinks or something you go on that date and you get to know him because if you get to know the guy via the dating app 
You're not you're, you're not getting to know the real person. Right. You're not getting to know the real person. And it's also like you're gonna show up to that date and you're gonna know everything about them, but you've never actually met them. Right. So and you're like, you have to hey, talk what about? do we have to talk about? I already know that you have, you know, three sisters and a cat. Like and I also did an extensive background check on you <laughs> and know that your aunt has a summer house in Jersey. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Um like, so, let him tell you that. Yeah, like just figure hold it out. Off on the background track. Because I just think it's no coincidence that every guy I've had like a long-term relationship with has been someone I met in person. Like, and I've been on all the dating apps. I've been on dates, like a bunch of dates that I, like of guys that I've met on dating apps when I was single. And none of them ever led anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's only been guys that I like met accidentally in person or um, like whatever that I ended up actually talking to. And I feel like that's not by chance. Yeah. Well, ladies... Boston baddies, get ready for hot girl summer because she will be here if you get your shot girl She'll summer. be coming Just around the kidding. mountain. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so we skipped the over-under last, last week. Last week. So we're going to bring it back this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start off with underrated, okay? Okay. Hear me out. SoundCloud. Okay. Do, do you know what that is? Yes. Okay. Okay, so I honestly think SoundCloud is so underrated. Like, mm-hmm. everyone is, like, always talking about, like, Apple and Spotify. Like, I always shit on you for having Apple Music, and, like, you don't have Spotify. I am a diehard Spotify person, but I also am a diehard SoundCloud user. Okay. Because I'm not even kidding. The best remixes that you can only find on SoundCloud, like, come from SoundCloud. That's so true. And like a lot of songs on SoundCloud, you cannot find anywhere else. Yes. Like you're, you can't find them. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a copyrighted thing where like they, cause like there's so many people on SoundCloud, like you hear like a fire remix, like literally so good. And it's just some like regular Joe Schmo person, Mm -hmm. like in freaking Arizona, like that knows how to DJ and like can turn it up and like make a dope track. But then like everyone's like, release it, release it, like put it on Spotify. And they, like they can't, but I literally... I'm always on SoundCloud looking for new things. Do you have, so is it like the SoundCloud app? Cause like, I do want to get it. I just yeah. don't know how to go about it. Yeah. It, it's an app. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it has like everything, like does it have things that are on iTunes and Spotify as well? Yeah. Just, like it has like the original song. Oh, too. it does. It has like but the normal songs. It's just like a place for artists to one, like also like smaller artists who like, mm-hmm. I don't really know how you get on Spotify, but also sm- smaller artists like put their music on SoundCloud and like hope that it blows up. But like, I'm telling you, the best remixes come from SoundCloud. Boom, case closed. Boom, case closed. Okay. Yeah. No, honestly, I, I agree with you. Because there's so many times, guys, like, people have sent me songs and they're on SoundCloud and it won't let me listen to them. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you always make fun of me for it's it. Underrated. I'm <laughs> it's underrated. I'm underrated. All right. So for overrated, the only thing overrated other than myself, I think is pizza. I think pizza is so overrated. Okay, that's funny you say that because in like middle school, I don't know if it was elementary or middle school, I hated pizza. And like, I feel like that was like primetime pizza party time. Yeah. And like every birthday party was like pizza. And I was like, "Mm, mm," and like, I just don't love it. But now like I've grown to like appreciate, like I don't like, like care for like a cheese pizza, but like a marg. Yeah. So like, I guess my one little like caveat to that is that a really like fun over the top pizza or like California pizza kitchen like like the really thin crispy crust I Mm. think is good so it's not that I hate all pizza I just think it's not worth the hype yeah like a plain cheese pizza first off I don't think it tastes that good I think you eat it and I don't you don't feel that great I know I don't feel that great (laughs) and I just think it's like like what what is it it's it's literally just like bread and what like it's like dough and cheese 
and it's I don't know it's like overpriced yeah so I also I hate like Chicago deep dish and I hate like you don't like it yeah I don't like thick like same yeah I don't like the stuffed like that crust that stuff with cheese yes it feels like, like too much like it's and like i love cheesy like bread and stuff at that point exactly it's just something about the like thick like gooey pizza like i just yeah. don't like it and i'd rather like the really like thin thin crusted like whatever yeah no i like thin too yeah, yeah i guess yeah there are way better things to eat than pizza i'll give you that some people like swear by pizza but i also think that like you're either you could be two things in life you're either a pizza person or you're a french fry person oh yeah like i feel like some people like their go-to snack is like oh like i want to eat something unhealthy i'm gonna get pizza but Die i feel like for me it's like fry. no i want poutine mm. Yes. Which which is why I went to Sauce this weekend. You did? <laughs> yes. When? Sunday? Saturday. Or Friday. For, I was like, Saturday? Where no, the, I when went the to, hell did we go to Sauce? Well, no, no, on Friday, because remember I told you I was staying in and I was going to be productive. So I went to Sephora and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Sephora. I'm going to oh, buy I some. And one. then they were closing in four minutes and they told me I wasn't allowed to come in unless I could grab something quickly and pay. And I was like, well, there's no way in hell that's happening. <laughs> so I just walked away. <laughs> so I and rewarded myself sauce. with poutine. Oh, that's not a bad trade, <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you this week. So thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. Um, if you haven't already, definitely follow us on social media. Like we said, we're going to be um, putting out another giveaway once we hit 2,000 followers on Instagram. So tell your friends to follow us. Tell your mom to follow us, your dad, your grandfather, whoever. Tell them to follow us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> join our private facebook group if you're a boston baddie yes and also um if you're listening to this today wednesday um we're gonna be posting on our instagram story shortly but we are having our first male guest on the podcast next week Woo! we're not just for girls <laughs> no we are for the boys too and he happens to be from boston mm-hmm. he happens to have 1.2 million followers on tiktok with mm-hmm. a collective 54.5 million likes across all of his tiktok videos oh my god <laughs> what the hell like, was that? with the collective 24 <laughs> 54.5 million likes and I thought That's a our 19,000 likes was impressive. No, <laughs> 54 million. So yeah, so we will be, um, if you need us, we will be prepping for that until further notice. Until further notice. Um, but he seems like a great guy. We can't wait to have him on next week. So make sure you guys tune in. Yes, definitely tune in next week. It's going to be way better than this week's episode. So if you hated this week's, don't worry. You'll like next week's. We're kidding. I'm kidding. She's not Dude, kidding. I'm not kidding. She's probably going to cry on the way home. <laughs> like I do every single week. Yep. Um, but yeah, follow us on social media. If you're listening on Apple, leave us a rating and review. Whatever you want to say, just let it out. Put it in the burn book. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, bye, bye baddies. Bye, baddies.